Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, April 14th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Injective Hackathon Panel, Building with Injective. Let's take a listen. Hey guys, looks like we got just about everybody in here. How's everybody doing this morning or afternoon, wherever in the world you guys are? Yeah, I wanted to say for me, it's not morning anymore, sir. It's almost getting dark oh. here again. <laughs> okay, nice, nice, nice. Global, global, global. Awesome. Awesome. Well, with that said, I want to first thank everybody uh, here for joining this Injective Hackathon panel, uh, Building with Injective. We're super happy and excited to have Mirza uh, from Injective, Donku, um, as well as Stefan here. Um, and, you know, just to kick things off here, I will, uh, I'll give them kind of the stage just to introduce themselves um, and a little bit of more so about what they do. And then we'll kind of hop into the panel here and, you know, talk more about Building with Injective. Um, so with that, Mirza, I would love to pass it over to you to start. Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, so this is Mirza. Most of you guys probably know me. I head up the business team at Injective. Awesome. Awesome. Doc, maybe we could pass it over to you. Yeah, sure. I was expecting Mirza to say a little bit more. Sir, you, you have so much to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no worries. Okay, yeah, Dankwar. Um, I have a YouTube channel, I have my presence here on Twitter, uh, contributing to different teams, also running uh, the validator business, proud also to be a validator on Objective, and uh, cool to be here. And as I said, for me, it's getting almost dark. I'm sitting here in Germany. Uh, it's cold, so wherever you are, I hope it's better than over here. Stefan, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Stefan. I am part of Delphi Labs. I've been with them even uh, since before our support launched on Terra One. Um, I'm mainly in charge with governance uh, proposals, coming up with ideas for our support to improve and moderating everything on the forums. Um, and yeah, also with design and many other initiatives around our support. Awesome, awesome, great stuff. Well, well, thanks for the awesome intros. And, and with that, I think it probably, you know, it's great to just jump right into kind of the panel, which is, building with Injective and who better to talk to um, than really kind of the core contributors and part of the team that launched Astroport um, over the past couple of months within the Injective ecosystem. So I'd love to hear more of, you know, just on a high level, the Astroport story, um, how we came to Astroport mainnet release on Injective and, you know, the new and exciting upgrades and features we could expect to see as well as the insane growth um, just checked uh, just, you know, about an hour ago and, and saw some awesome growth on there. So with that, I would love to, you know, kick it over to the panel and discuss, you know, how this whole thing really got started. Feel free, anybody to kind of jump in there. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'll focus mostly on Injective, but I want to mention that our support story is made of two parts. Uh, the one before Terra 2, uh, during Terra 1 and after Terra 2. Um, during Terra 1, Astroport was the main AMM on, on that chain. Um, everything went really well. Uh, we, got, we had lots of users, but we were only focused on Terra 1. Whereas right now, um, we want to expand across Cosmos. We picked Injective as the uh, second chain after Terra 2. Um, we deployed on Injective. Well, the deployment took a while. It was it took a couple of weeks, but it was between February and March this year. Um, right now, as you mentioned, I also checked our support on Injective just an hour ago, and we breached 5 million in TVL. Really exciting to see that. Um, and we have like a couple of tools that I guess I want to mention um, on Injective. Uh, of course, the main pool that has the most TVL in there is the INJ USDT one. Um, then we have second place. Uh, SDINJ, INJ, 
which is really exciting to see because Stride is expanding across Cosmos. And I see that they have more ideas for liquidity to bring on Astroport. And the third one, um, I recall, was Atom USDT. And then, of course, I need to mention Astro USDT is the fourth one with about 850K in liquidity, uh, if I recall correctly. Awesome, awesome growth. Um, yeah, no, just taking a look at those liquidity pools. Would love to kind of, you know, kick over to, to Danko and Mirza, you know, if any other, you know, spotlight or, or parts of that, you know, journey um, were super interesting for anybody, you know, that could be tuning in um, and building an objective to here as well. Yeah, I, I could fill in some interesting context here. So we got in touch with the Delphi Labs team soon after um, sort of the struggles with Terra One, uh, I would say. Let's just put it that way. So effectively, um, at that time, the team was exploring a number of different chains. So I actually really appreciated the due diligence process that they carried out. Um, so they pretty much talked to all the major L1s, a bunch of the Cosmos chains. Um, so it's really exciting that after Terra that we were chosen as, as the first option for them. Um, and I think it's worked out really beautifully. So before Astroport, really, there was no reason to have TVL on Injective. So the order book uh, uh, module or the exchange modules, such as uh, that powers dApps like Helix, et cetera, it doesn't actually require TVL because the market makers or the traders are just trading on the spot. There's no liquidity pools, et cetera, um, which is kind of different. Um, but yeah, Astroport really brought the first avenue to aggregate TVL on top of Injective, which is really exciting. And I think um, it's worked out way, way better than a lot of us thought. So I think as soon as, uh, even before incentives were deployed on Astroport, we hit about a million dollars in TVL, um, nearly two actually, um, which is crazy in the first place. And uh, even right now with STINJ, uh, which is liquid staked INJ that was released about a week and a half ago, I would say. Um, yeah, it, that catapulted to over a million dollars um in a couple hours so and that's also without any incentives um one exciting part is there will be incentives coming out so one of our big community members is altcoin psycho and he's just proposed to add sort of incentives on top of that pool yeah so that should hopefully lead to even more growth um yeah and it will really be the first way where you can earn staking rewards on one end and then also sort of um yield farm quote-unquote um on astroport with the sti j pair um yeah and the liquidity pools right now are actually quite quite deep um just relative to the volume the each of the four top liquidity pools are nearly a million bucks um so you could actually trade with little to no slippage um so yeah really thanks to the entire community for contributing to that um i don't think there's much else i want to add i do you want to add that? Yeah, we've been working with uh, both Stefan and Danku for months now. Um, they've been really great and a pleasure to work with um, in general uh, with the team and just being really responsive in terms of, you know, making Astroport special for the Injective community. So um, really making sure that it, it has a different feeling and it really fits with the Injective community. Um, even something as simple as, oh, I now get to see IMJ rewards on Astroport alongside Astro. Um, that feature wasn't necessarily available before. So yeah, e even doing things like that really helps us bring together our two communities. Um, so that's super exciting for me personally. Awesome stuff. And, and you know, any more thoughts before we get kind of more into how you guys ended up um, building an AMM or, or some of the challenges you guys faced, Donku? No, I think from just from a general uh, Cosmos perspective, right? Injective right now is showing um, how good business development and also great tech teams just pushing things forward. Um, and I think at the moment, everybody is just getting aware of that this is uh, moving along quite well. And another piece, which I think is always crucial within this, and Mertzer just said it earlier, right? So it's kind of, okay, it's an order book. Uh, the need for liquidity is just different. Uh, the need for an AMM to have deep pools is uh, very important. And now you bring here, I think, basically the two systems together, which is the way forward in general. I think more and more ecosystems are um, understanding that there is a benefit to have an AMM, but there is also a big benefit to have a strong, quick, and well-working order book. And now those two words come here together. So uh, let's see. And the 5 million that you just mentioned earlier, uh, I think that's the right way forward. Um, there is still probably a way to go. There are other AMMs that are right now uh, more liquid, but uh, as Injective is getting more traction, let's see where this is moving on. Uh, super exciting. 
Nice, nice, awesome stuff. And and kind of you know taking it back a bit from more of a technical perspective, um, when assessing Injective as a place to build, and really in the context of you know explaining to a lot of the, the developers who could be tuning in um, with regards to this current hackathon, you know what drove the Astro Report team outside of some of the, the the pieces that you already touched on to really build on Injective. What was kind of some of the core differentials? Um, that really pushed Astroport to Injective as, as the first hub within Cosmos, you know, after after Terra. So there's one big thing that we already, well, not we, I think Delphi Labs Twitter um, mentioned this. Um, so Delphi Labs builds a new pool type that's unique, unique in Cosmos. Um, and we call that uh, passive concentrated liquidity. By passive meaning that the LP experience in that pool is very similar to uh, XYK, so what we already have on Astroport, meaning that you deploy liquidity, liquidity with uh, just a click of a button, and then it, that's done, and your liquidity is in the pool. And by concentrated liquidity, we mean we made a pool that's very similar to, I'm not sure if uh, the audience here is, uh, knows about Curve V2. It's very similar to Curve V2 in the sense that as the price in the pool changes, um, the pool reconcentrates liquidity around the latest price. So your liquidity stays really concentrated around a specific price, let's say, I don't know, um, $10. And then as people trade in that pool and move the price to $9, um, the pool slowly shifts that liquidity around the $9 uh, mark now. Um, and this is accomplished without you needing to set a liquidity range like in Uni V3 which in my view is pretty bad UX for most LPs in DeFi. Um, and the nice part about Injective is that it has an older book. So hopefully, uh, I would like to post a proposal at some point, um, taking the next couple of weeks, to see if people would like to have this type of passive concentrated liquidity pool, but with one extra feature on Injective, meaning that some of the liquidity in this um, concentrated liquidity pool should be deployed on the injective order book, uh, meaning that it gets deployed as limit orders on the order book. And uh, the pool itself gets even more fees um, as orders get filled on the injective order book. Uh, and these fees, of course, go to the LPs from each specific pool that deploys liquidity on injective. Um, so I think that's a very nice feature. No doubt, no doubt. Really getting into the the curve V2 mechanics is is you know incredibly important um, on that side of things. And would love to more so understand, you know, injective, the the core primitive is based around the central limit order book kind of liquidity model. And now Astroport brings, as you just noted, a kind of a, a whole kind of a, a different concept. I'd love, you know, for the panel to discuss how those two things kind of optimize off of each other um, and, and really innovate off of each other. Um, to create a more capital efficient and competitive environment, you know, feel free anybody to to jump in there. I, you know, I think it's very interesting, even seeing you know speaking to the white whale team recently, um, and seeing kind of you know some of the arbitrage bots and some of the developers that are really working on the composability around Astroport and its pools um, amongst you know the central limit order book and and hub of liquidity that also exists you know via Helix and all the other kind of decentralized exchanges within the ecosystem. And I think it's really cool to see the synergies. Um, you know, wondered if, if anybody else had any thoughts there. Uh, Stefan, you know best about the technicalities here, I guess, <laughs> before. <laughs> I, I see you rolling your eyes already if I would start now trying to explain this. Uh, well, so in terms of, um, I guess, what can be achieved with Injective, um, most Dexes slash order books tend to focus on their niche, right? Like order books generally uh, appeal to specialized market makers, whereas AMMs appeal to uh, just the average LP that just wants to get some fees on their assets. Uh, they deposit their assets somewhere and get fees. Um, and there isn't that much experimentation at least right now in DeFi at the intersection of these two uh, like mechanisms. So. What we're trying to do is, again, fairly unique, well, not unique, but fairly new, uh, especially in Cosmos, uh, if not even in DeFi in general, whereas at least part of the liquidity, like that, there's a parameter that can be set in a pool, for example, 10%, and that 10% of the liquidity in, in the concentrated liquidity pool can 
get deployed somewhere else to do something else. Um, so in this case, uh, on the injective order book. Um, and uh, as the, the interesting, um, yeah, kind of the interesting part is that as the price in the concentrated liquidity pool moves, uh, we need to kind of redeploy or reshuffle liquidity on the order book side as well. So it gets fairly complicated um, on the implementation side. Um, I won't go into details, but yeah, it, the interesting part is that as, again, the price moves on the DEX side, we need to, uh, the pool itself needs to change um, the range where it deploys its liquidity on the order book, uh, which I think is the uh, most interesting and complex part. Nice, nice, awesome stuff. Yeah, thanks for really hopping in there um and and you know explaining those and you know those aspects and what i would love to kind of you know now jump away from a lot of the, te the technicalities and more so jump into um you know your experience building within kind of the injective documentation and your experience building within the injective ecosystem and any tips or pointers to other kind of potential hackathon participants um as to how they could get started um, or, you know, you know, best types of ideas that they should, you know, move along with both on the technical side, as well as on the business side, um, of understanding, you know, where they can find their best product market fit, um, would love to just open up that, you know, more broad question to the group. In terms of building on injective, um, I think the, the most interesting and useful, um, I guess library or small feature that we built on the Delphi lab side that came from this collaboration is a package on GitHub called Shuttle. Um, and that package, what it does, it allows anyone to easily connect any wallet, be it on web or mobile, um, to a front end that interacts with an app on a Cosmos chain. Um, so that package allows, for example, developers to easily connect MetaMask on Injective. Um, it allows Kepler on other chains. It allows, ter allows Terra Station on the Terra side. Um, so there are, it's basically kind of an abstraction over all the wallets that you see in Cosmos. And you don't need to kind of build custom code for every wallet at this point. You can just use Shuttle. Um, and with that package, you can just easily in a couple of hours connect an array of wallets to your app and allow users to kind of interact with your DAP. Uh, I think that's one of the most useful things that other projects on Injective can use at this point to launch there. Awesome. Awesome. Any other thoughts from, from our speakers just in terms of, you know, generally speaking, you know, I think Stefan just really covered the technical side, but maybe even now we can bounce over to the, the business and idea side. Um, and, and, you know, what are the easiest, you know, Injective offers a pretty cool module set um, and would love to, you know, speak to that maybe with some of our, you know, uh, builders, you know, who could be tuning in. Yeah, I, I can also shed some light from a different perspective. So I think um, for, from a document documentation side, you can always go to docs.injective.com, um, which will get you started on your journey. Um, but yeah, I think we've done a lot on the dev standpoint just to make the building process easier. So we spent a lot of time creating these modules because the biggest issue we faced when we started Injective. So when, when Injective first started, our plan was, okay, we're going to build a front-running resistant DEX. That was our first idea in 2018, um, but it took years to build it. It took two years to build that. Um, so what we realized quickly is these products are quite complex, um, especially when you think about um, adding things such as front running resistance, et cetera. So how can we make it so that when you devs wanna come on board, they can quickly build out their app. Um, because in a traditional startup, if you think about it, you usually build your initial demo or beta really quickly. You test it out with users, and then from there you raise, et cetera. Where crypto's really shifted this narrative where they raise off of some idea, and then it takes them like years to build it and years to get users. Um, so we decided to flip that. And what we created were a number of these modules. So not just the exchange module, but also things like binary options. Um, we're working on lending and a few other things in-house now as well. So when a dev comes on board, they no longer have to start from scratch. Um, a good way my marketing team likes to describe it is you can almost think of it as like a WordPress um, 
for DeFi is our sort of end goal here. So that when devs come on board within even a couple of days, I've seen people deploy an exchange on Injective in a couple hours, actually. Um, you could just go live very, very quickly. Um, and what makes the process even more interesting is once you deploy and test things out, you immediately get access to day one liquidity. So all of the uh, major traders, et cetera, are connected to the same order book module, right? So you don't have to start from scratch. You don't have this cold start problem um, when you begin building your app on Injective versus other L1s where you 100% will have a cold start problem. Um, and yeah, you just have access to that liquidity um, from day one. Um, and I can't get into too much detail because yeah, but I mean, Stefan implied it earlier, but um, as as that CLOP layer gets integrated with cool applications such as Astroport and others in the future, the entire environment becomes more capital efficient. So let's say you're building a lending protocol on Injective, right? You can now take um, loans um, out from your trading profits that you might have made on Helix or Astroport. So that's sort of uh, makes the entire environment more capital efficient where you could have things like lending, trading, uh, trading not just in order book, but also AMMs, of course. Um, and yeah, they all just sort of act in a positive feedback loop um, and grow off of each other. Speaking of um, capital efficiency, we, you could also use Astroport LP tokens as collateral in a money market on Ejective, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's quite, quite a great idea. Um, and, you know, the talking about composability and interoperability, um, you know, really a great kind of concept to push through capital efficiency there. And would love to talk about more specifically, you know, what unique features and capabilities Astroport brings to the injective platform. And I think you just highlighted a great one, potentially, Stefan, as specifically as kind of the ecosystem comes in to mature um, and a lot, you know, more. Uh, different types of financial primitives, you know, pop up within the ecosystem. Um, and I'd love to understand, you know, some of the implications and impacts that that could have for the injective ecosystem outside of what you just noted. Um, I think I would let Danko on this one. I, I don't have a good answer right now. I mean, uh, in, in general terms, just if I get the question right of kind of what are the implications of a, of a strong AMM, uh, I think uh, the easiest way just uh, if we compare to, okay, everybody knows about Ethereum, and which is the other protocol everybody knows about. Well, it's probably Uniswap, right? As being back then uh, one of the, let's say, zero to one innovations and then truly pushing forward, maybe also with a very interesting airdrop. <laughs> That's why it got the attention, no. But in the end, Uniswap is still one of the biggest protocols out there. And everything in DeFi uh, needs liquidity, right? And uh, for liquidity to thrive, you usually need the deep pools uh, and they just enable a lot of things because what was just mentioned before, hey, let's maybe uh, create a money market that uses LPs. Well, what people often forget in terms of money markets and everything around that is that, for example, you need the capability to liquidate if, for example, uh, a loan needs to get liquidated, right? And for that, you need deep pools because in that way, liquidators can get the liquidity uh, and just liquidate whatever needs to be liquidated, right? So even if it just looks for probably a lot of people, hey, DeFi, what can you do out there? You have uh, LP tokens and then you can earn some rewards. There is way more connected to this. If we would truly want to see a DeFi ecosystem that drives, we need that liquidity and that liquidity comes from those pools and that enables a lot of other things, be it a money market, be it liquidator, working with a money market and way more stuff that we probably cannot even uh, envision at the moment, right? So. Uh, I mean, I myself, not a coder, I think everybody knows this, so uh, probably the sky is the limit for people truly to invent new stuff. But what is 100% sure is that if Injective, and it will as an ecosystem drive, it probably needs a lot of liquidity and to attract this, an AMM like Astroport can help, right, to move forward a lot of things. And just another thing that I wanted to mention here, Cooper, if you give me the moment because you asked earlier, so okay, what is now needed here from a hackathon perspective and also to attract teams, um, I would just encourage everybody, if there are teams listening right now, to use the hackathon environment to just exactly do this, to test out if the ecosystem is the right thing for them, uh, because then in a hackathon, they will, I think, pretty quickly see if then the people on the other side of the table are exactly the kind of people that they like to collaborate with. Um, and every hackathon that I have seen that was organized usually gives you exactly that insight, right? Is this the ecosystem I like? 
in terms of does is building easy here? Do they have a lot of tooling, docs, what injective paths to build here? Are people like Mirza cool to work with? I can say yes, right? Uh, and are they easy approachable? How is Discord looking like if I have any questions? So uh, this is the environment to test. This is the environment to come on. And I would just encourage everybody, man, do it. Uh, now is the time. And then maybe you have interesting protocols like Astroport or big brains like Stefan that probably also can give a lot of insights there. So just wanted to highlight that. I don't know if you wanted to hear that, Cooper, but uh, I had the urge to encourage yeah. people here. No, that's exactly, um, you know, kind of the whole purpose of these types of panels. And again, you know, it's recorded for for all the our builders to to go back and run through and draw inspiration from, as well as hear great experiences from from a very talented um, and experienced panel here. So I would love to, you know, kick this conversation over to Mirza and kind of as we have Astroport and all these incredible kind of new dApps deploying within the Injective ecosystem, what's the plan and strategy um, at kind of, you know, the Injective Lab side to keep building a developer-friendly ecosystem um, and to encourage more developers to build, you know, composable um, solutions, you know, within the ecosystem and atop Astroport, as previously noted, you know, by some great ideas from Stefan. Yeah, that's a very good question. So yeah, Injective Labs, uh, for those of you who might not know, are core contributors to the Injective ecosystem. So we're really trying to help guide others into building and sort of growing this ecosystem. Um, I think right now, uh, a couple verticals are done well in Injective. Um, so I think obviously, Orbook Exchanges, there's like 10 of them. Um, there's two AMMs actually, so Astroport and White Whale, but Astroport is by far the leading AMM, I must say. Um, on top of Injective right now. What's interesting and what our approach has been and what the community's approach has been is we don't want to be like other L1s where they have, let's say, 10 different forms of the same application, ideally. Um, with with um, If you think about even the order book exchanges on Injective, each of them offer sort of a different use case or usability standpoint for users. For, for example, one of them is entirely in Chinese. It's only for sort of users who speak Chinese, let's say, right? Um, another exchange is way more retail focused, looks more like Robinhood. Helix, of course, has more of an institutional feel, more like a Binance type of feel, I would say. Um, Astroport is an AMM, um, which is also different and appeals to different uh, a different form of retail audience. Um, and because we're permissioned, uh, it means that you can't just upload any smart contract or DAP you want on top of Injective, um, which is actually quite good in our opinion. So effectively, what that means is the community can decide to have a curated list of DAPs that they actually believe in um, and want to support. And that way, you can have way more concentrated liquidity on certain DAPs and also grow from there. Um, for example, let's say you had 100 AMMs on top of Injective, right? Which is the case on Ethereum. There are hundreds of AMMs, um, but only like two of them will really have any liquidity. The rest um, might be rug pools. They might have almost no liquidity. So even if a user wanted to trade, they would pretty much lose all their money on slippage. Um, it's just a very, very poor user experience. Um, but by having a permission chain, what Injective is doing is saying, no, we can curate this. We can be more like, let's say, Apple um, and have the best applications onboarded um, that really are checking for whether, okay, is this team legit? Are they actually going to do things? And also from a liquidity standpoint, it can really grow um, in a better way. So anyways, that's a long-winded way of me saying our focus is really on curating new applications and verticals and only picking maximum one or two within each vertical. So for example, let's say Astroport is dominating the AMM narrative. Um, so we don't need another AMM. We're good. So we can uh, try to work with the Astroport team to make it even better, get more liquidity in, um, and really go from there. Um, and similar in other verticals, we have, let's say, Frontrunner that's doing sports betting. We don't need other sports betting applications. Uh, or um, And yeah, some verticals I'm personally interested in, and I know some hackathon builders are building right now, is the options vertical. Um, so there's at least one or two projects that are building options on top of Injective um, so that you can better hedge your positions in the spot market or also professional markets. Um, the other obviously amazing application that I'm interested in is lending. Um, there are a couple I'm sure you might have heard that we're starting to work with, like let's say Mars and a few others. Um, there will likely be one or two players maximum that play the lending market on top of Injective. Um, so ideally, by the end of the year, what you see is a way more robust 
DeFi ecosystem where you have not just uh, order books and AMMs, but also lending and options, uh, more prediction markets. Um, and yeah, each of them can again play off of each other um, in that capital efficiency sort of feedback loop I described before. So yeah, our goal at Injective is really to help the community curate this list better and really work with the best team so that we can build the best products rather than, you know, just um, random ports getting deployed like on other chains. So that's really our focus right now. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Mm. One thing, one one idea for the hackathon that would be really nice um, would be on the aggregation side. So I would love to see an aggregator that um, allows people to swap, like find the best path between the injective order book and ask support to swap a particular token. That would be really nice. That's a fantastic idea. We can add it to the ideas list, actually. There's an ideas list uh, available for all the hackers listening right now um, where we provide you with effectively a few bullet points on how to get started. So, yeah, I'll add this in. That's a great idea. Awesome stuff. Uh, I guess this is, you know, really, you know, getting a lot of value to all our listeners um, that could be building within the Injective Hackathon. Um, I think that was a really, really great, uh, you know, points made by Mirza there within the Injective ecosystem. And I would love to hear really from from Donku and Stefan as well now, um, more generally, as it applies to the entire Cosmos ecosystem, um, you know, how building within the, you know, building a top Injective is incredible for all kind of Injective-based ecosystem users, but additionally is going to provide so much benefit towards the whole Cosmos ecosystem as a whole. So I'd love for you guys to maybe shed some light on the opportunities and the ways, you know, building applications um, within one chain that's connected via IBC to others um, can play some pretty cool roles moving forward um, and some potential use cases. Um, you know, would love to hear from, from you guys on that. Yeah, I can go quickly first and then I uh, let Stefan as somebody who truly codes and builds then on chain stuff. Uh, I mean, in the end, uh, it doesn't matter where it comes from, but innovation needs to happen. And if innovation happens, it attracts liquidity, it attracts capital. And if it attracts capital, that capital most likely will not just stick there, but also look around. And uh, if, for example, Injective, which it right now is, is truly leading the space forward and putting so much innovation and also interest in the space, probably people will look around and also find other interesting stuff. And the cool thing about Web3, at least that's how I understood it, it's like, yes, it's a competition, but ultimately it's always a win-win, right? Because if somebody can build on somebody's other's code, he can then again leverage hopefully those ideas and always push it one level forward, right? So whatever Injective is building and then also bringing attention to the Cosmos space will help others and those will then again help Injective with more attention hopefully and more innovation. I mean, that's how we would like to see this flywheel. Let's see if it happens. Uh, but I think Injective is doing it exactly right. The attention, the social metrics are clear. And yeah, that just pushes everything forward. But that's just on a more general terms. Stefan, as a coder, probably has completely different views on this. So there's one idea that kind of took the back seat for now, and I will explain why. It's an idea that um, Delphi Labs proposed last year in September, if I recall correctly, uh, which is called SLAM, Shared Liquidity AMM. Um, the idea is that you have an AMM on different chains, let's say, for now, for simplicity, let's say in Cosmos. Um, and the, the thing is when you have multiple instances of the same AMM on different chains, the liquidity is fragmented, right? Like you might have, uh, I don't know, 1 million of liquidity on one chain and 5 million on another chain, for example. And when you trade, let's say Atom USDT on the chain with less liquidity, uh, you get worse execution compared to the who on the other chain that might have way more liquidity. So the idea of SLAM, kind of, um, the TLDR of that post is that uh, there is a way to move liquidity, like bridge liquidity between in between chains when needed, um, like let's say every 24 hours. But in the meantime, until you reshuffle liquidity between these two chains, um, you assume that each chain, like the one with one mil and the one with five mil, each of these has actually 6 million in liquidity. So the idea is that you kind of get uh, the aggregate liquidity from all the deployments that that AMM has, like in this case, one plus five. Uh, and each chain, even the one with one mil, is assumed to have 6 million liquidity. So people that trade on that chain 
um, get uh, order execution as if they would have way more liquidity on the pools that they hit with their, their orders. Um, and at the end of the kind of 24-hour cycle, for example, um, there is a mechanism that looks at all these pools on all the chains and says, okay, well, there was way more trading on this particular chain. Uh, pools here seem to be really imbalanced because people really traded a lot, um, uh, especially on pools that might be illiquid there, but we assume that they have way more liquidity. So let's move uh, liquidity from the 5 million uh, TVO deployment to the 1 mil one in order to kind of balance out um, the trading that happened across the whole system, across the, all the MM deployments. Um, it's, uh, these aren't like all the details, like how it works, but it's kind of high level. So deploy, and, and right now it kind of took a back seat because back in September, Astroport was just on Terra. So it didn't really make sense to start to implement something like this with a single chain where you either way have all the liquidity in there. Um, but now with something like Injective, uh, the idea could revive because at least we have, like, Astroport is on two chains. So it could make sense to kind of unify the liquidity between Injective and Terra, for example. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a, a great representation of, you know, the awesome kind of possibilities of, of what you can do via IVC and across the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, and that can parlay in kind of a, a, a different direction, and that's the Delphi Hackathon. Um, so, you know, additionally, on top of this injective hackathon, um, it's come, you know, to our attention and you know, we're super excited to be participating um, with Delphi in, in, in their hackathon supported kind of by the injective ecosystem um, initiative as well. So I'd love, you know, to bring to the table across, you know, the three of you who, who have worked very closely on it and discuss, you know, first, what are you guys hoping to see um, come out of you know, that hackathon more broadly? And, and, you know, what type of projects are you guys looking to support? And maybe just kind of some more details surrounding, you know, the entire initiative. Yeah, I, I could get started here, actually. Um, so interestingly, the Delphi Hackathon was kicked off last week, uh, officially with sort of this um, interchain community event, uh, where we had guys from Europe and New York and SF all tune in. Um, so we were actually there in person. And effectively, us, Neutron, and Osmosis are all working together with the Delphi team to put together this hackathon. Um, and what we're really looking to do is take projects to the next level. So what's interesting about the Delphi hackathon is not only that, yeah, obviously we have three of the best projects in Cosmos, in my opinion, represented. Um, and But more so when you win um, or are able to sort of win a prize in the Delphi hackathon, it doesn't just end there. There's also an accelerator process. So Delphi um, also announced that they have an accelerator going live with Osmosis, Neutron, and Injective um, last week. So effectively, what that means is after you win, Delphi will also be able to incubate you and fund you more to take your project from idea to actual startup. Um, which I think is very innovative, right? You often never get to see that in the space where you might have a hackathon, but you don't get much sort of follow-up or portfolio support after. So that's where the Delphi hackathon really shines, in my opinion. And obviously, um, it's also a great way to bring together some of the uh, great Cosmos communities alongside the Delphi community. Um, so that's my perspective on the Delphi hackathon, but I'm sure Stefan and Danku might have more to say. Stefan, I just returned for two weeks of South Africa, so I'm behind any information. So Stefan probably is way better informed than me. I'm actually not that in I'm not that informed about the Delphi hackathon. Um because I'm just thinking about Astroport stuff. Um but what I would love to see is well speaking like on behalf of I guess the Astroport community, um I would love to see different pool types. So for example, there is one pool type that would be really nice to have on Astroport. It's called the Metastable uh, pool. That is a stable swap that which is already on Astroport. But the difference with this stable swap flavor is that it allows for um, assets that slightly diverge over time in price. So in the normal stable swap, like vanilla stable swap flavor, um, two assets need to have the or the same price or almost the same price to make sense to be in the same pool. But with this metastable pool, um, you can have an asset that slowly 
drifts up or down kind of kind of predictably over time. And an example here is SDIMJ. Um, so we could have this full type on injective. Um, it would help like SDINJ because SDINJ does diverge from INJ over time. Um, that's one kind of example of what I would love to see being built and that would be really useful for both injective and astroport. Yeah, awesome stuff. Um, great. And, and with that, I would love for you guys to discuss, you know, Mirza have touched on it, I think earlier in the AMA, but how outside of, you know, developers participating in the hackathon, how users right now, um, you know, participating in Astroport via LP or just via swap, um, you know, p- could potentially, you know, derive value in, in some ways. You know, I, I know personally, I've learned a lot about kind of LPing and into a lot of these AMM pools and both the risks as well as the advantages and, and potential yield and rewards um, and real yield um, associated with those things. would So would love to kind of, you know, hear uh, from you guys where anybody who's tuning in right now could really take the best advantage um, of utilizing Astroport or, you know, any of the protocols built on Injective more broadly. Uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, how does it bring people value? What I what drove me also into DeFi back then was kind of this idea, damn, uh, I can do now stuff that usually was, I don't know, done by banks or by sophisticated players and uh, enabling a liquidity environment where people can swap. And this can be done by all of us by providing liquidity on, on for example, Astroport uh, as an LP enables others to make swap, right? And in that way, as you said, uh, you can hopefully also create some income because uh, every swap takes a fee, and out of this fee, a part goes to LP people, and then another small part goes also to the Astra assembly on the Astroport side, and then people that stake Astro and then get X Astro get benefit on that side, right? So I think everybody who has assets and is interested in providing liquidity could do it on Astroport, right? And then, I mean, swapping, uh, usually people go there where you have the deepest pools because they have the benefit of just have the lowest slippage and then get the best price. Uh, and hopefully now with the just news that you said with the 5 million, the pools just enable a great environment for people to swap. But how to take benefit of this? Of course, me, myself being or have always been a uh, farmer, right? You can take benefit of on the one side, if you provide liquidity, t- the commission that is taken out of this, you mentioned real yield. But on the other side, some of the pools have rewards on top of this, be it injective or astro maybe other rewards in the future so people can take benefit of this. And I think at the moment, the rewards are amazing. Also, the real year rewards, I just checked it, I think, this morning, went over different pools and checked it out. And if people are interested, I guess the easiest way, maybe Stefan has other thoughts around this, I guess they can go on app.astroport.fi slash pools, and then they can swap uh, over on the right upper corner of the network, go over to the injective one, go on pools, and then check all the different pool types that there are, maybe they have assets that they're interested to provide, and they have a ton of different graphs and inform- information to just get insights on, hey, how deep is the liquidity right now in the pool? How did it change over time? How high are the rewards right now? How does this change over time? So everything in the front end, and I think that's a easy and nice way for people to just get uh, some interaction with the pools. And on the other side, something that people often forget is like, maybe they don't want to invest their own money. Maybe they don't, they're unsure. There's always a testnet that people can also use to just play around with AMMs and provide liquidity. I think that's something that people often forget, and that's the power of DeFi, right? You can literally uh, play with um, how to call them. Well, it's like play money. I don't know everything here. People say all of this is not real money. Not just kidding. But anyway, internet there's magic a testnet. Money. People, yeah. internet magic money. Yeah, some even created a true token called MIM. Oh yeah, around that. memories, memories. Man. Yeah, before the founder rocked us all. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess it's still out there somehow, right? A bit of liquidity. But uh, yeah, just do that. Um, the injective ecosystem, I think, provides great infrastructure to also play with the testnet. I don't know, Mirza, if you even want to quickly give some insights, but there is a faucet. Uh, there is a blockchain explorer specifically for the testnet. And when I did it myself, I always had great experience and I would encourage everybody to also try it out. Yeah, for sure. So even if you're getting started and let's say you're queasy or haven't really interacted with AMMs before because you want to assess the risk, which I encourage everyone to do, everyone should do their own research, uh, as uh, we always recommend. So yeah, if you just go on to Ashford and select Testnet, 
um, you can use the injective faucet. You can find an injective faucet on Stakely um, and a few other places where you can get funds to start testing things out. And it's not even real money, so you don't actually have any risk there. Um, and after you are able to test and feel comfortable, um, yeah, like Stefan uh, and Danku both mentioned, there's a lot of tools out there to help users along their journey. So Astroport, in my personal viewpoint, is one of the best UXs I've ever seen. Um, it's actually very simple to use. Uh, but if you want more detailed breakdowns of data, you yeah, we have an Injective Explorer. It's a native explorer for the Injective chain. Um, and if you click on any of the transactions you made, um, you can actually see the detailed breakdown of actually what happened or how the swap occurred, um, how many sort of swaps occurred in between a particular pool, um, things along those lines. So yeah, I encourage all of you guys to test out there. And then obviously when you're ready, um, how users really engage is on the mainnet, right? So right now, Astroport and INJ can both be earned by participating in the LP pools. Um, these are sort of initial uh, incentives to get the flywheel started for the ecosystem and the Astroport ecosystem. Um, and right now, more and more incentives are coming out as well, uh, which which helps your yield. Um, so like I said earlier, Alcoin Psycho, who's a big sort of personality on Twitter, he's also a big community member for Injective. Um, he proposed to add incentives for the STINJ pool. Um, so now you can get staking rewards on top of getting sort of yield rewards on that STINJ pool. Um, and don't forget, you also get a portion of the fees um, that Astroport generates. So the APY is generated from the rewards, the dual rewards, and also fees. Um, so as the protocol grows, as Astroport grows, the amount you could potentially earn also grows. Um, again, all of this is not financial advice. I'm just explaining how all of this works. I'm not telling you to participate. Um, so just FYI. But yeah, that's how users really get started with Astroport Journey. And I'm really excited for some of the sort of um, liquidity pool options that are coming out on Astroport soon and how I can better integrate with the order book. Um, like Stefan was mentioning earlier, there should be new ways for users to route orders. There should be new ways for um, sort of users to get access to the liquidity on both the order book and the AMM at the same time, um, which makes the entire user experience way better. So yeah, those are some improvements you can ideally expect um, in the near future as more contributors come in and um, help with the development process as well. So yeah. Mm, you guys gave me another idea. Uh, maybe a team for, yeah, well, this applies to both the Injective and the Delphi Labs hackathon. Um, it would be really nice to have a service for Cosmos um, where you can easily deploy alternate or multiple versions of different frontends that interact with a specific set of smart contracts for a DAP. Because um, right now, most DAPs have one, maybe two frontends that you can use to interact with a specific smart contract. Um, but it would be really nice if the community would have an option so either, in some cases, for example, if the front-end code is open source, um, take that code and deploy it again separately on, a, on another service, um, or build a front-end of their own that interacts with the smart contract and deploy that uh, on like a decentralized hosting service. Um, that'll be something really nice to have in Cosmos. Yeah, that's for sure. So you mean sort of like a new front end to instantiate sort of smart contracts directly from a UI rather than on the back end? Is that is that the idea? Basically? Oh, no, no. Just host the front end, like kind of like IPFS, uh, but make it uh, easy for people to Yeah, of course. Uh, to deploy. So that's like a big part of at least the exchange infrastructure we have on Injective. But I agree, it could, it could apply to many, many other verticals or dApps. So right now, most of the apps you see on top of Injective, like let's say Wakely or Helix um, or some of the new exchanges that have popped up like Parallel and Beacle, uh, they actually use the open source injective front end code or not the injective front end code, the exchange, the exchange front end code, um, which you guys are welcome to do as well. So anyone can go in and probably in like an hour, make some UI changes and deploy your own exchange on injective. But I agree, um, this thesis should be applied everywhere, not just for the order book exchange, but let's say even um, Astroport or other, other sort of smart contracts being deployed. Um, yeah, because this way, the benefit here is really twofold. One is you get to customize it to your user needs and really how Injective's mechanism works is if you um, build one of these front ends, you actually are able to earn 40% of all the fees that go through here. The remaining 60% is, of course, burned by the community. So that's like a great developer incentive for you to just 
deploy new front ends and make the entire ecosystem more decentralized, uh, right? And the second thing is outside of you obviously being able to earn by deploying is um, you also help to mitigate the network from any risk. So for example, a front end can go down at any time. I mean, of course your funds are still there on the back end on the smart contracts, but let's say one time like AWS has an outage or a cloud service provider has an outage, um, which is rare, but it does happen. So a front end goes down, you can still access it through other front ends. So for example, even if one exchange front end happens to go down on injective, you can always use another one and have access to the same exact assets. So it also makes the entire environment more secure in, in case something like that does happen. Um, so yeah, both agreed entirely on having multiple front ends. I think it's good for the ecosystem as a whole. Awesome, awesome points. And, you know, with that, just kind of, you know, not a specific guided question, kind of open floor here with our last few minutes um, for you guys to, you know, share any thoughts you have um, with the hackathon builders um, who could be tuning in. Um, again, as this is a recorded session, would love to, you know, give you guys the floor to both kind of, you know, say your last pieces um, to, you know, anything you feel to, to the team's building. Um, so with that, you know, any final thoughts? I, I could start. My final thought is, yeah, um, definitely try out some of the new dApps that are going live on Injective. Um, we have a lot more planned for the coming months. And who knows, maybe by interacting with the current dApps that are on Injective, you get access to some of those other things. Um, wink, wink. Anyways, uh, the other thing I'll mention is we're really focused on the hackathon, and this is our first one, and it's already going so well. We're continuing to get new registration every single day. Um, so I encourage you, even if you're a little late, like to definitely register, give a month to build your product. Um, and there's a lot of cool prizes and bounties available. Um, and if we can be helpful, even if you're sort of new to developing, et cetera, we have a great set of YouTube guides um, that our developers and product managers have uploaded to guide you through the building process. Um, and on top of that, we're always 24 seven available on Discord, Telegram, email, if you like, um, if you wanna chat through any things or need help. Um, and we also have office hours with our team leads. So if you ever need one-on-one -on -one help, we can do that too. So yeah, really looking forward to making this hackathon big and hopefully someone builds very interesting tools um, like the aggregator that Stefan mentioned earlier that could aggregate liquidity or route orders across the order book and the Astroport AMM. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to your ideas and working with you guys more. Awesome stuff, Mirza. Um, yep, thank you. We'd, we'd love to hear your guys' final thoughts as well. Yeah, no, just do it. There's uh, no kind of reason to not uh, trying to participate in a hackathon, right? Um, there are a thousand possibilities to get in touch. There are a thousand different also categories usually in a hackathon, right? Uh, so whoever has an idea, uh, maybe there is also a way to just get in touch with other people, right? Um, teams, forms over hackathons. There are great stories uh, back then and the injective team is very capable. So everybody who wants to get in touch and connect it, just do it, right? There is literally no reason to not do it. And if it doesn't work out, okay, no problem. Next one. So this is uh, why the space is so successful, right? Because it's all about quick iteration and just trying it. And then one of the ideas will work out and this will be very successful. So looking forward to all the teams participating. Yeah, I guess two more things from my side, also on the kind of for developers to build, um, which I would love to see on Injective, uh, actually in Cosmos in general. One is um, when Injective kind of, uh, deploys their lending market module, it would be really nice to have a team already in there that is that builds a product very similar to DeFi Saver. I'm not sure if many of you use DeFi Saver on Ethereum. They allow it's a very nice front end, very practical that allows you to manage your um, kind of lending market slash CDPs uh, across multiple protocols on Ethereum. So you have uh, MakerDAO, you have Aave, you have Compound, and you can kind of move. Um, Kind of your loans uh, in between all these protocols uh, or kind of allow DeFi Saver to save one, um, one position that you have. For example, you borrow an asset and it goes underwater and you're about to be liquidated. They can they have like a service that saves your position. So <clears throat> once Injective has the lending market module um, on chain, it would be really nice to have a team like this 
that is ready to um, kind of offer very useful service um, for any lending market that's built on injective. And then the second thing is, I would just love to see more cross-chain stuff, right? So um, GitLab is one potential idea for us before, but anything that interacts with multiple chains and kind of makes Cosmos, uh, kind of allows different chains on Cosmos to aggregate liquidity um, is always welcome. Stefan, I try to encourage the people, right? Just do it, do it. And you just give them two tasks. <laughs> Let's see which one is more successful. <laughs> awesome. 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 Great stuff, guys. Well, this has been an absolutely fantastic uh, panel. And as noted, um, this is recorded and, and all of our awesome builders can go back and, and take a listen and, and you know tune into all the great thoughts and kind of ideas that, that the three of you guys in this panel kind of brought up today. So with that, I want to give a huge thanks to, to Mirza Danku and Stefan um, for joining this conversation. And I also want to make the note that uh, Injective in the Discord will be hosting the Intro to DeFi on Injective workshop led by our incredible uh, CTO, Albert Tron, um, this afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is just about three hours from now. We will also be hosting the first session of the developer call and happy hour this Friday. Um, you know, today at, at 4 p.m. EST as well. So join us to get a weekly wrap up and get to know each other and just chill and say hello to, you know, other ecosystem builders really looking to create an environment where a lot of these ecosystem, you know, players and, and builders can can feel very, you know, comfortable. And, and lastly, all of this stuff will be on Discord and also uploaded to YouTube. So a reminder to subscribe, if you have not, to the Injective Hackathon calendar um, to get noticed uh, about all this stuff and, and, you know, take a look at Injective um, and, you know, via our Twitter and, and just stay up to date, um, as well as Astroport, who you can see right here in this is Twitter space. Great to keep them um, in mind on the Twitter side of things to stay updated with all, you know, news. So great panel today. Um, you know, we'll, we'll wrap it up here, but looking forward to all the great things that, you know, Astroport, Injective, and, and the whole Injective ecosystem via this hackathon will do together. Um, appreciate our panelists' time and have a great rest of your day. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Injective Hackathon panel, Building with Injective, recorded on Friday, April 14th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Another fixed game of try my love Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the box came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble
Bases.